Welcome to Diverse, a Society of Women Engineers podcast. SWE gives women engineers a unique place and voice within the engineering community. On Diverse, we highlight the incredible thought leaders and personalities in our community and discover who they are at home, at work, and in between. You can find all of our podcast episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Hi, I'm SWE President Dana Johnson, and welcome to Diverse, a SWE podcast. Please remember to subscribe and follow us on social media at SWE Diverse Podcast. Today, I am joined by Nalini Subu, the Senior System Engineer Principal at the Home Depot. Thank you for joining me today, Nalini. Thank you, Dana, for the opportunity, and indeed, very glad to be here. Well, we're really excited to have you. And one of the things that I always like learning about all of the people that we have come across this podcast is what first sparked your interest in STEM? Growing up in India, I've always had a natural aptitude for science. Math was my favorite subject. So I grew up knowing that I would get into a science track. As I grew up, as I said, I was always interested in science. And I did my undergraduate in math, physics, and electronics. And then I did my master's in computer science. Both of these courses were actually pioneer courses. I was the third batch of students to graduate. I actually owe it to my mom. She was the one who emphasized and insisted on, you know, education and actually the importance of being financially independent. We were three sisters. And so my parents, you know, focused on making sure that we were on a track where we could stand on our own two feet. And so this was the track that I chose that I really enjoyed studying math, physics and electronics and being in computer science. It was one of the growing areas uh, back home in India at that time. This was in the 80s. That's really interesting. So I can relate to having math as a favorite subject. I just did not pursue the computer science or electronics route. But I think there's probably a handful of us listening to this podcast that can echo that sentiment. Can you share a little bit though, what it was like being so close to the first batch? I think you said you were in the third batch for one of your degrees, what it was like being in a program that was so new. Back home in India, growing up there, you don't really have a lot of latitude in terms of your courses. So once you go into the math, physics, electronics, or the MCA, you don't really get to choose the courses. So you kind of went along with the education, you know, with your professors, with your classes, Mm -hmm. with your projects. So a lot of the education style that is here with the technology and the universities is is not there. You know, it may have changed right now, but growing up in the those days, you get get into the track and then you follow the course, you graduate. Mm -hmm. That's that's how it is. (laughs) It was. Sure, sure. Well, you've been talking to us a little bit about India and starting your education there, but your 30 plus year career began over there. And then you eventually came over here to the U.S. What were some of the big differences that you experienced or the learning curves that you had during that transition? So I was recruited in HCL by HCL as a part of the campus interview when I finished my master's in computer science. And so I went through a six-week orientation course and then joined the company as a customer service engineer. And part of the customer service engineer role 
uh, required me to meet with a lot of companies, you know, who we were marketing our products to. The biggest difference that I found after I came here and joined the workforce here in America was the fact that in India, the org structure was very regimented. You could not address people by their first name, especially your managers. And then you didn't really have a concept of open door policy at the time. So again, the workforce has changed dramatically over the last 30 years, right? So this was when I began my career. So those are some of the things that I found was different between the workforce here and the workforce and technology back home. And I'm, I'm sure that the Home Depot has given you a little more flexibility on having that open door policy, right? Absolutely. So Home Depot has been a, a wonderful place to work with. I've been here for the last 24 years. And, you know, they encourage, you know, a lot of the open ideas, the ability to move laterally and develop. So it has been a great opportunity for me here at Home Depot. Excellent. I sometimes forget that different sites have had websites and apps and things like that for 24 years now. So that you said that number and it blew me away temporarily. And then I, I sometimes I forget how old I am. It's okay though, right? Yeah. I, you know, to me, it's been such a big, good journey for me here. When I joined Home Depot, I joined as a database administrator and we were at 500 stores. We are right now 2,200 stores in North America, in Mexico, in Canada. And it's amazing to see how technology is driving the business and that transformation and being part of the transformation has been truly an amazing experience. I'm sure. So when we introduced you, we noted that you are a senior system engineer principal. So I'm hoping that you can share a little bit about what that job entails and what your typical day looks like. So Home Depot believes in the inverted pyramid where customers come first. And so for me, on any given day, I meet with our customers. And that could be our technology partners, our cybersecurity partners, our business partners, determining what their requirements are. And it could be a strategic partnership and operational discussion, or I could be engaged in any troubleshooting with the, you know, to resolve issues. So on any given day, it's not a typical given day, but that's the fascinating part of our being here. I think that's what makes jobs interesting personally. So I can relate, although not necessarily from the Home Depot side, one of my favorite parts of different jobs I've had has always been the ability to get what I consider that voice of customer and talking to customers, understanding what they need and, and helping them come up with a solution. So I, I think it's interesting to look at the Home Depot through that lens, right? I think most of us listeners just go in and buy whatever we need for our project and go on our merry way and forget about the fact that there's so much going on behind the scenes. That's been truly an amazing experience for me as well. So when I go into a Home Depot store for a project, you know, it's it's really fascinating to see, like when you go to the point of sale or when you go to the shelves and you know how much of the technology is there working behind the scenes. And so, you know, when you go just to get a hammer, it's just not buying a hammer. There's just so much of the technology that's powering that. An added point I want to add is that on a regular basis, I also mentor associates. Home Depot places a lot of emphasis on mentoring and developing associates. And so it's not only personal development. I also meet with associates who are new in their career 
who are in different portfolios on a regular basis and give them guidance. And it's nice to have that same opportunity for me as well. So I know I can reach out to people who on a regular basis, brainstorm for ideas or be a sounding board and have a sounding board. So Home Depot really encourages that that mentality. And especially with the pandemic over the last two years, everybody being remote, we always do a check on people on a regular basis. So I have people reaching out to me and I reach out to people. And it doesn't necessarily mean people directly reporting to me or my direct reports. It's across the organization. I think that's so important to keep connected and build some of those mentoring ties. But to your point, even just those check-in ties. So I commend you and the Home Depot for being able to do that. I think one of the things you mentioned about going in and buying a hammer, I was over here chuckling a little bit because I think about some of the times where I'm looking for something in particular. And one of the things I think has been really nice with Home Depot is I can just pull up in the app and find out what aisle it's in, where in that aisle it's at, and how many there are. So I know if I'm like on a mission, I walk in and I you know need to get in and out as fast as possible because I don't know, something is hardening at home and I need to finish up a project. I know exactly where I'm going and I can just get out of the store. So also kudos for making everybody's lives a little bit easier with that technology. And actually, you know, that's a very good point, Dana. It reminds me, my husband is an army veteran. And so we get the military discount. And so you're right. You know, when you register and you once you have the app, you can go to the store and you get the discounts. And so these are the little things that Home Depot has implemented that has really made everybody's life easier. Oh, absolutely. So those are the little things, but I want to pivot a little bit and talk about some of the bigger accomplishments, at least that you personally have had throughout your career. And what are you most proud of? So for me, the biggest thing has been a recognition of peers, not only within Home Depot, within the industry, but also outside of the industry. So some of the things that Home Depot prides itself in is the value wheel. And so over the years, I've received recognition for entrepreneurial spirit, customer service on an annual basis. And then I've also received the Best in Technology Leadership Award. So those are all things that I'm very proud of. I was also invited to be part of the panel uh, for Women in the Cloud at an RSA conference a couple of years ago. And then the other, I've been a keynote speaker for IBM Think Tank. I've started user groups. And so those are some of the things that I've been very, very proud of, the accomplishments. And then the important thing that Home Depot has also emphasized on is work-life balance. And so I have, you know, I have two boys. So balancing that, Home Depot has allowed me to do that very well. Well, I feel your, or I can sympathize with you on having two boys. I hope that, I don't know the ages of yours, but I, I do like to take mine to the hardware store. I will say that they are not getting any chainsaws or sawzalls or anything like that for Christmas though. So apologies, our Christmas shopping for them did not happen at Home Depot, but they're five and eight. So I think everybody can support that. Yeah, they, I call them boys. Actually, mine are <laughs> young men. They are 26 and 19. So, so they would um, probably appreciate that chainsaw. Yes. <laughs> Yes, of course they do. But I think they have, a, they need, you know, they're looking at more electronics, right? So sure, sure. kids these days are really interested in more of the electronics. So, which is good. We'll need 
the next generation to continue to do all of that work once we leave our legacies behind, right? Yep. You know, that's one of the things I tell my children is that no matter what career path they use, it's everything is kind of converging into technology these days, right? So it doesn't matter if you're an artist. My nephew, for example, is a graphics artist. He chose a career in art, but now he's actually doing illustrations for video games. Oh, wow. So technology, yeah. So technology is converging in every aspect of our life without us even knowing about it. No, I agree. I think we've talked about a handful of hobbies here, but how about you personally, Nalini? What do you do in your free time? I love traveling. We travel to different countries, so different places. I have a sister in Melbourne. I have, you know, family back home in India. We travel to Europe. So I love traveling. I love reading. I love cooking. And, you know, the best thing about cooking is, you know, I have volunteers at home who are going to <laughs> eat what I cook. So so that's definitely a good, good thing to do. So. That definitely helps having having a cleanup crew like that. Yes. And the other thing is over the last two, three years, you know, with the pandemic, with all of us working from home, with family being so far away, uh, we've tried to keep in touch with all of the, you know, with, with Zoom and with WhatsApp. And, you know, so that's the other thing that I think we've realized over the last three years being remote. This family is important. So Mm -hmm. um, and Home Depot allows me to do that as well. Excellent. So you said you like cooking. What I want to know is if you're getting some time off this holiday season, what are you cooking if you could cook anything? Uh, I actually love cooking anything Italian. I make pasta. I make quesadillas. I'm a vegetarian, so I try to be very creative. (laughs) I add tofu to everything. So, And then I also love Indian cooking, South Indian, North Indian. Mm -hmm. Spices are different. So yeah, I just love cooking. (laughs) Well, I think we are- It's it's very therapeutic, actually. It is. I feel that way about baking, but I think we're all going to hit up your house at some point here next week. And I'm in your neck of the woods. We'll we'll crash for some dinner. Absolutely. You're welcome anytime. Oh, awesome. I want to pivot a little bit and ask what sort of advice you would have for somebody starting off in their career. One of the most important things that I always emphasize on is, you know, you need to have confidence in yourself. You cannot know everything, but you can learn. Do not be embarrassed about not knowing something. Have the courage to seek and learn. And the most important thing is keep an open mind. That's true, not only in a career, but just in general in life, right? Keep an open mind and be empathy. You know, have a lot of empathy for people. Unless you walk in their shoes, you don't know what is happening. So, and that helps you build relationship. Home Depot is a very relationship-oriented organization. And as you build your relationship, as you build the empathy It really helps you go and achieve your goals. So those are the things that I have always followed and I always provide that same guidance to everybody. I think that's pretty strong advice. But one follow-up question to that, how do you help the people that you mentor understand that as well? I think it's good advice, but it's hard to put into practice. So one of the things that when I meet with the associates or meet with anybody and mentor, I try to understand what their passion is, like what is their passion, what drives them, what motivates them. And once you know what actually motivates people, you just need to 
pivot based on give them advice on that. So mm-hmm. one of the most important things that I find, and I I try to help people with, I have a background in science, right? I have a master's degree, I have a bachelor's degree. The thing that I try to let people know is not everybody needs to have that degree in science to be successful in technology. Mm-hmm. Technology you can have like in career paths like cybersecurity or information technology. There are different areas where you can succeed without having that degree in science. So don't let that be a roadblock. Don't think that, hey, you need to build a career in science or in technology. I need to have a degree in science. I know co-workers at Home Depot who have a degree in, in architecture, who have a degree in teaching, who are very, very successful. So again, the most important thing to know is to understand what motivates you and what what success means for you. You have to figure out what that means for you, what fulfills you. I really appreciate the knowing what success means. So a couple of years ago, probably more than a couple now, we had a conference theme that was success on your own terms. And I think some of the different strings you've pulled on over the course of this podcast has resonated that has resonated with the success on your own terms between just calling it out but making sure that you've got the ability to put family first if that's what you choose to do and finding time for some of these hobbies so i i think that it sounds like home depot really embodies that theme and i i hope that you're finding success it sounds like it though it sounds like between your accomplishments and the mentoring and your role at at the home depot you've been quite successful nalini Thank you. Yes, Dana, I truly believe that. And one of the other things I want to also emphasize on is sometimes at the beginning of your career, you might not know what you want to do. And that's okay because you can, you, as long as you keep an open mind and you keep learning, you can figure out what you want to do. The other thing that you also want to, I want to make sure that people understand is, you know, your success is not a linear career path. So in other words, you know, don't expect it to be, hey, I'll be a manager in two years and then I'll be a senior manager in four years and then I'll be a director in six years. It's okay to pivot and change and figure out what you want to do. Because again, you have to know what fulfills you, what makes you feel fulfilled and what makes you be happy about what you do. And that's what I tell my children too, is that you have to be passionate about what you do. And you have mm-hmm. to like what you do, not necessarily go down the path that everybody is wanting to do. No, that's so true. I Every time I'm in an interview and somebody asks me where I see myself in five years, I go on a little rant about why I dislike that question so much. Because it's exactly that, right? You don't, things change, you change, people change, outside dynamics change. And what makes me happy today might not be what makes me happy in five years. And I, I don't have a crystal ball, right? Yep. So I, I think we all have to remain flexible. I, if there's anything we learned in the last two years, I think it's, we need to remain flexible. Oh my goodness, almost three years. And what we've learned in the almost last three years, we need to remain flexible. We need to acknowledge that we are constantly growing. We're constantly changing. And what makes us happy today might not be what makes us happy in five years. I think that's incredibly sound advice. Thank you. And also, and the other thing to keep in mind is our world, it's global today. Mm-hmm. So you're meeting people from different walks of life, different parts of the world. 
different parts of the country. So when we get in a meeting, you know, it could be 3 a.m. somewhere else. And so, right. you know, so you just you just have to pivot and go along. So it's just exactly. No, there's been a whole lot of pivoting as we over the last three years, but even beyond as we have worked to make sure we can encompass the global community and and the global environment that we work in these days. Nalini, is there anything else you want to cover before we wrap up today? Thank you, Dana. We are always hiring. We're always looking for new talents to join our team. And we would love to have you on our team. To learn more about our open roles, you can visit thd.co slash techjobs. Well, thank you, Nalini and the Home Depot. I am always happy to put out a plug for our sweet partners and the people who support our mission. So happy to have this podcast with you today, Nalini. I think we covered some great topics and I feel like I'm taking away a lot of great lessons about you and your past. And hopefully someday we get to meet in person. I feel like we'd really get along and we'd have some great conversation. Absolutely, Dana. Anytime. Love to meet you in person. And, you know, thank you again for giving me the opportunity to talk to you and share my experience. Well, thank you again. And I'm Dana Johnson. And from all of us at SWE, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Diverse. Please don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with your social network. You can keep up to date with our podcast on Instagram at SWE Diverse Podcast and on our blog, all together at altogether.swe.org. <laughs>